Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and today we're having a beautiful, beautiful talk about self-leadership. It's my favorite topic in the world, and the topic that I'd love to share today's uh, podcast with you. So what is self-leadership? What is self? Well, uh, firstly, let's be clear, clear about it. There is no self. There is an invented version that we deliver to the world that we call self. And that invented version that we deliver to the world that we call self is really important. It's important for many reasons. One, it's a brand. Two, it's how we feel. So this self sits inside a bubble and the self is uh, composed of a bunch of things. So let's go through it. The first level of self is what we want. So we define ourselves. If someone says, who are you and what's your self, self-leadership, you'd say, well, this is what I want. The next level of self is this is what I believe. So if you say, I believe in good families and romance and loving kindness and all these things, you would say, so now I've got two dimensions of myself, uh, what I believe and what I want. The third dimension of self is what I've got. So when I say I've got a few dollars in the bank or I've got a car or I've got a computer or I've got a podcast or I've got some fame or I've got a family or I've got a child or I've got what I've got. So now I've got three dimensions of self, self-leadership, what I want, what I believe and what I've got. And those three levels or those three identifications of self need to work in harmony what you believe, what you want, and what you've got need to work somehow together to cause you to act in a world in a healthy way. And the way that they come together and cause you to act in the world is what's called how you feel. So what you've got makes you feel something, what you want makes you feel something, and what you believe makes you feel something. So all of the three make you feel things. Now, what can happen is what you want might be not coming your way the way you want it to, and that can make you feel bad, even if you've got what you want, even if you've uh, if if the things you've got are, are, are make you feel good, and even if um, what you believe makes you feel good, if you don't get what you want, that can make you feel bad. Then you could say, well, I'm getting what I want, that makes me feel good. I, I like what I believe, that makes me feel good, but what I've got right now uh, doesn't make me feel good because I've got enough. So you can see that the three, this three-legged tripod of the got, what I've got, what I want, and what I believe can collide in and to make up a great day if you're getting the three all met. Or they can make a horrible day if you're getting two out of three met or even if you're getting only one or in some cases, which will lead to a feeling of a suicidal experience, will lead to uh, getting none of the three. If you're not getting what you want, which is sort of looking at the future a little bit, saying in the next half hour things are going to be good. If if you're not happy with what you've got, so you're a little bit disappointed in the past because the past builds what you've got. 
And if you don't like what you believe, in other words, if your belief system is impaired or in some way disrupted and you're not sure whether you should or shouldn't believe in yourself or others or believe in God or believe in nature or believe in humanity or believe in something, all of the three can come together in a, in a, in a, in a, and, and actually have uh, barbs on them, you know, uh, uh, broken spears. So the question is, when we talk about self-leadership, uh, how do we lead ourselves in a way that brings the three things along the road uh, in, a, in a good way? Well, there is only three dimensions of self, but then, therefore there are more dimensions than that of self-leadership, and I'll go through them. Self-leadership which is managing what you want, what you've got, and what you believe, starts with um, mental strength. Now, mental strength is the ability not to be strong mentally. It's not what a mountaineer might use to survive the night in sub-zero temperatures. That's another topic. Mental strength is the ability to stay on brand. So if you believe, let's say one of your values is goodness in the world and someone is not good to you and you're not good to them back, you go off brand. So you go away from the belief that being good is good. And as soon as you break away from your beliefs, you get mentally weak. It's what's called mental weakness. So mental strength or personal development, as it's quite often called, or spirituality, as it's most often called, is the ability to hold true to a brand, to hold true to a belief, hold true to a, a series of, uh, let's say, uh, values that we, we really own. And for everybody, uh, there is a string of them as long as your DNA chain, but there are three or four core ones that are fundamental to feeling good and fundamental to self-leadership. So given this, we would say very clearly that the first step in every single day is to make sure we have mental strength. And the way we do that is using a discard or an emotional shower to make sure that we don't get uh, influenced by other people in sustaining our core brand in sustaining the things that we value most in the world. That's number one. Number two, there's a level of physicality about life which marries with mentality. So mental strength and physical health go hand in hand. And the ability to stay, let's say, out of our head or not caught up or in totally engaged in thinking that what we think is what we think, the ability to be able to see our thoughts and to be able to recognize ourselves in our thoughts and to understand what our beliefs are and understand how they can change and be a little bit adaptable and all these things is a very physical experience. And so therefore, our physical well-being, our weight and what we eat and what we exercise and where we go and what we do, all these things become very influential and very critical to being a managing self and and holding on to some level of understanding that we are getting uh, our beliefs met 
and really in that saying we are delivering our beliefs and not becoming influenced by others. The third dimension of this is the the reconnection to the universe, to God, to nature. And as far as I'm concerned, there is nothing more important in the day than holding on to a sense of that true nature or the true integrity of being a human being humbled in the world by the fact that we are just a piece of nature's big jigsaw puzzle. And the best way to do that is go for a walk. And we call this thing a gratitude walk, which means you go out into nature at some point in the day, preferably early on in the morning, and you you find the beauty of a leaf or you find the beauty of a little stick or you see a bird in a tree or or you see a reflection of water off a pond or a lake or a, a raindrop coming down the spout or a sunrise or whatever it be, and you take a little picture. And the, the taking of the picture merges you with the concept of gratitude. So gratefulness brings you from the past into the present. So you start to become happier with what you've got. And therefore, the alignment with nature and the association with nature and the love of nature has a huge influence on appreciating what you've got. And remember the three elements of self, what being happy with what you've got, being believing in, in that, you're, uh, that you can own your beliefs, and your beliefs are manifesting, and happy with what you want. So if the simplest way, I know there's many intellectual diaries and journals of gratitude journals, but in my experience, 99% of the people use them for about a week and they get exhausted. A walk in nature is something you can do every single day, and you can do it five times a day. And the purpose of a walk in nature is to manage the self and appreciate what you've got. But you don't go out there with that pure objective. You go out with the objective of connecting to nature, loving nature, and taking a few photographs with your phone. The fourth element of this is brand. And there are a few things more important to the sense of self, to bringing self into a productive, healthy uh, state of well-being than to know your brand. Every one of us has three or four words that are our core values. There are in, they are what's called intrinsic values. They are the values within us. And because we've been educated and we've read so many books and because we've gone to different places and we believe in different things and we've been influenced by parents and family and children and spouses, we, we kind of like lose track of what is our authentic, true set of values. Brand has nothing more than coming back to your true four values that you can't make them up and you can't even ask friends what they think they are because most people won't understand you. They'll only only understand who you say you are. So your values can be interpreted by an objective observer, possibly even a parent from a very early age in you. They will see certain behaviours that they will understand, like... I know some kids love squashing ants and I know some kids would cry when they see some other kids crushing ants. So you can see the one person might already show toughness or uh, a carefree attitude and the other one might be nurturing and caring. So these values um, that are built into us from a very early stage become a very important part of self-leadership. 
and recognizing them and returning to them over and over and over and linking the day ahead to those values becomes the secret to self-leadership. The fifth element of this is the want. Now, I haven't mentioned very much so far in self-leadership about you getting what you want. But what we want in the future is a process. It is a process because if you say, if you declare this is what I want, what it will do, it will confront you in your status quo. It will say, is the behavior you've got right now going to get you what you want? And the answer might very well be yes, or it might very well be no. So knowing what you want causes behavior modification. And one of the problems with a lot of young people who don't modify their behavior and become quite delinquent is that they're not very clear on what they want, or they're having what the parents want shoved down their throat 24-7, rather than being asked over and over again, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And having that accepted. And so... Although we call it in the language of uh, business a vision, knowing what you want becomes a critical element of self-leadership because knowing what you want leads to the question, what do I have to do to get what I want? Which leads to the question, what disciplines do I need to put in place rather than to seek pleasure to generate uh, and motivate and inspire me to do things every day that cause the future to come true. And I think this is a beautiful, simple way of describing the growth and the evolution of nature. The sixth and the last element of self-leadership is language. So we recognize around the world that every country and nation has a language or an accent in their language and they use words in different ways. So we can't say it's certain words that we say. We can't say love or be happy or be kind or whatever, because in certain languages, those words don't translate to exactly what we meant. So we can only talk about a tonality. A tonality. Tonality means uh, when you listen to music, there are sad songs, there are happy songs, there are motivating songs, they're inspiring songs, there are national anthems which are marching songs and all these things. And self-talk is a tonality. So there are low tones with which we speak to ourselves saying, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to go for a walk. Boom. Um, I don't like that. Boom. I like this. Boom. It's very clunky, heavy what I would call low talk. High talk is what I love, what I love in the world, what I love about uh, the day, what I love about my desk, what I love about work, what I love about people, what I love about um, uh, caring. And to, to find this language is to find a song, it's to find a music that comes from your own heart. And this is the element of the self-leadership that gets so confused by people. And that is this last piece of tonality, of self-talk, which is called living with an open heart. And I will discuss that in another podcast on another day. But living with an open heart, which is a good heart or a kind heart or a friendly heart, expressing this in a beautiful way for you is and the essential uh, closure of the self-leadership loop 
to ensure that you are treating yourself as you wish other people to treat you. And you are generating in the world a positive hopefulness in those around you and causing them to open their heart. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.